Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily, and this season we will be having a rotating roster of co-hosts. No matter who's sitting beside me in the hosting chair, we are still just two people trying to live our best diabetic lives. Every week we'll tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we may offer tips and tricks, we are not medical professionals. However, we offer anecdotes and general thoughts on how to embrace a type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not easy to do with all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pal. Emily here, and this week's special co-host again is the lovely Alex. Hey Alex. Hey. For those of you that didn't listen to last week's episode, Alex was a co-host then, so I very much recommend that you head back to last week's episode. That was season four, episode four, I believe, where we talked to the lovely diabetic cactus, aka Sarah, and her mother, who I'm obsessed with. Um, But this week's topic, and we're super excited to have Alex back with us, is all about traveling internationally because we asked you guys what you wanted to hear and this is what you wanted to hear (laughs) so that's about as simple of an explanation as you get Um, give the people what they want that's what we try to do here on pancreas pals and tell them the truth while we're doing it so alex travels a ton for work do you want to tell the people what you do in your outside of your diabetes life alex yes um i'd be happy to So I work for WeWork, um, which is a company that builds uh, communities for, it used to just be kind of primarily small businesses, but now um, businesses of all size. So whether you're, you know, a freelancer or a startup, just kind of, you know, starting up as startups do. (laughs) Um, I was trying to think of a synonym, but none came. Um, Or kind of a large enterprise, the idea is that we will... Um, provide the space, services, and community you need to um, to run your business and meet other amazing people uh, as part of the community. So my role specifically is I'm a product manager, so my team builds software. Um, and I travel a lot because my manager um, actually lives in Tel Aviv. So I go see her and some of our team members there quite often. And um, we work just takes its employees on like some amazing travel opportunities. Um, you know, we have like all company summits and, and a summer camp thing, summer camp thing. That makes sense. Um, it anyway, it does. <laughs> so now that we're an international company, we, when we try to bring all employees together, um, it's not always in the United States, which is awesome. But obviously, um, as a diabetic can be a little stressful. So. I hear you, whoever requested this topic. It's real. (laughs) Um, She shall not be named, mostly because I don't feel like looking it up right now. So if you're listening, I'm so sorry, but you know who you are. Um, We love you. But (laughs) truly blessed. But uh, traveling with diabetes is definitely something we've covered pretty extensively on the podcast because obviously it is definitely a stressor. Um, Yes. Especially for those who have yet to fully experience traveling internationally, whether that be studying abroad or just going on solo or family trips. It's definitely something that you have to plan ahead for. So 
Um, let me look up the specific episodes so I can revert people back to things, specific things. Um, I'm saying I'm a lot. Send help. But where was you recently went to Israel, correct? Or there was actually yeah. somewhere else that you just recently went? The summer was a little bit like even out of character. It was a lot. So I went to Israel twice, Tel Aviv, um, for work. And then I went to Japan for personal vacation. Fun, um, fun. Fun, fun. And then for the WeWork summer camp thing, um, which is basically um, music festivals, speakers, uh, all this crazy fun stuff. Um, but it's in like an hour outside of London um, in this camp called Eridge Park. And then after um, I had the opportunity to travel to Barcelona. So that was so all between May and now. She is a renaissance woman, ladies and gents who are listening. She has traveled the world and has lived to tell the tale. Um, our very first episode we do, I believe we did on Pancreas Pals was back season one, episode eight. It's called Traveling with the Beaties, and that's really where we go into Christy and I, TBT, had gone into some detail about our personal experiences with that. So definitely would recommend you go take a listen to that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know about you, Alex, but I am a big believer in preparing like it's my job. So... Oh, I think with full yeah. time, yes. Yes, like, I, I mean, I don't know why I said I don't know about you because I do know you and I know you're the same way. But <laughs> <laughs> when you're, a, when you have a chronic illness that involves multiple, maybe not multiple, but yeah, medications to keep you alive on the daily, also things that need to be refrigerated as backups yeah. or at least kept somewhat cool, it is very overwhelming at first glance to think about totally. all, the, all the pieces involved. Um, yeah. This sounds so arbitrary, but make a checklist or once you're a pro at it. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I love making checklists. I have like a travel list on the ready at all times. And just like, it's a note in my phone, nothing high tech. And I just copy and paste it to a new note every time I'm going somewhere and kind of change it up Accordingly. based on like Customize climate. It. Do I need a jacket or a bathing suit? But like, yeah. I always need insulin. You know what I mean? Exactly. I set, yeah. what I'll also do is because I'm just this level of neurotic is I'll set um, reminders on my phone, like three reminders the day, the morning or whenever I'm leaving. Not crazy at all. I have two lists like day of and day before. Yeah. Like, and it's like insulin you need in, the in all yeah. caps. Yes. And it's like, don't forget insulin. It's like insulin and ice pack or insulin and Frio and like, which I'll talk about later, but it's just so, for me, I know at this point, usually I'm going to remember it, even though there was this terrifying time in college, I moved out of my dorm room and was going, I was going to New York for the summer and I left my two month supply of insulin in my refrigerator at my dorm and we were on our way to the airport already and we turned around and got it and luckily we made our flight. I still don't know how we did that. Well, but, I mean, yeah, because um, we all know how friendly insurance is. Not yeah. like they were going to, like, give you another no. refill just because you forgot. I mean. Although they should. I, they true. Ugh, don't get me started. Yeah. But, but you're right. Like, even though you think you're going to remember, like, so this could be in, you know, for another podcast. But my apartment burned down. Everyone's fine. We're all fine. We've all moved God. on. But, you know, the question, like, you know, if you your apartment, your home's on fire, you take one thing, like, Obviously, as a diabetic, that one thing should be insulin. 
Um, it was not the one thing. I left a burning apartment with no insulin. Um, don't do that if you're listening. But yeah, it's easy to, it's very easy to forget. Is, is Honestly, the point. I don't know if I'd think of that either. I'd think of well, like I took something... my cell phone and my charger. Yeah. <laughs> that is the most millennial sentence I think Isn't I've it? ever heard. But here was my, here was my line of thinking. It was like, after, I, I need my phone and it needs to be charged. If I have to go to a hospital and like get an insulin, a bottle of insulin, I can, but I cannot go and get my phone somewhere else. Well, also you're not going to be thinking in the moment, let me grab my life my juice insulin. right no, now. No, although my parents thinking... were very disappointed to hear that I was oh. not thinking that, but it's fine. What did insurance do? Did they give you a full refund or full refund? Um, so I actually was able to go back in the apartment after and I'm get it. I'm truly blessed. Truly That's... blessed. It was saved by the refrigerator, the only cold oh spot in, in the Thank home. Thank God anyway. for modern technology. That is stressful just thinking of that. I yeah. would not... But I mean, worst case scenario is you're without insulin. I think it's important to think about and realize from like, I, f- I feel like I'm talking like Miriam right now, realize <laughs> that worst comes to worst, you go to a hospital. Totally. You know, you like, unless you're in the middle of nowhere, which if you're hiking, hiking or doing, exactly, which then is that real, is a whole different situation. Um, right. This specific inquiry, inquiry, words are hard, was about traveling abroad. And right. um, I think that means, I took that to mean as like college and going abroad type of yeah. thing. So hopefully you're not studying abroad in a remote country in the middle exactly. of the mountains somewhere. Um, so yeah, when I was in Tel Aviv most recently, my um, meter broke. Like I put casual. in. Uh huh. Like strip beep 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 error strip change the battery in my meter like the whole thing and um if you have never been to israel listeners um everything shuts down on shabbat and um this happened to be on shabbat of oh course my God. typical and of course i didn't have a backup meter now backup meter is added to the checklist but i mean i was in a <laughs> full-on panic and it um, it was like 8 a.m. in Tel Aviv, so it was the middle of the night um, in the States. So, but I like called the meter company. They like got disconnected several times. Like, it was just I was panicked until finally I was like, "Sorry, mom, call my mom." And that's like one of you know I've been kind of trying to put together a, some travel tips for for diabetics and. One of the things that I think is super important is whether it's your mom or a partner or a friend or a neighbor or a manager, whoever you're close to, like have someone at home who's like on the line, um, you know, tell them I'm going abroad. Here's some things I might need. Like I might call you and get them a bottle of wine and tell them you love them. And mine's (laughs) my mom. And it was really, really helpful. Like I, you know, had to go to work and, um, didn't know like what my cell reception would be you know I our my office there is on the 50th floor of Jeez. a building yeah so like not great cell service and you know all this stuff um I ended up again having someone at home who's rational um <laughs> my mom was like well why don't you go to a pharmacy and I was like that is a very good question um well weren't they I, closed it, I had a few hours. They closed in the evening. So gotcha. I was able to, to go, and they had my exact meter, blessed. Um, but again, like, you know, I was in a big city. So, um, you know, have backups, or now um, I try to, before I go places, like, are there major pharmacies? Like, how far am I from the nearest pharmacy? Like, 
where's my hotel or Airbnb, you know? Um, so it just kind of goes back to being prepared and doing like a ton of research in advance because you never know what and you might need. I find in high stress situations or really just anxiety inducing situations, having a list, having a go-to thing that you can physically go through and check things off is so helpful. Totally. Um, I totally agree. Even just like the preparation is important for actual, you know, the fruit that it bears. Like (laughs) you have your stuff. Um, I'm 90 years old, but also, I mean, we all know that being stressed messes up your blood sugar. So even if people, it's it's cyclical. cyclical. So, you know, I take a ton of snacks every time I travel, like a ton of snacks and I eat maybe a third of them, but just knowing I have them is so reassuring so that I can have fun, go do the activities, um, not be in kind of like a panic. So even if it's just kind of like a psychological trick and over preparing, um, I think it's, it's really helpful just so you can enjoy whatever it is you're doing, even if you take way more stuff than you need. Exactly. And I mean, it's always worth even having to pay for an overweight bag if you're checking a bag. I mean, I never recommend checking any of your supplies. Never. Um, Never. That's, I think, one of our biggest takeaways from this episode is I even brought on my four-month supply of stuff when I was studying abroad, TBT. I brought it all on a giant duffel bag in my carry-on, and I'm so glad that I did because if my bag were to have gone lost, that's tens of thousands, if not $100,000 worth of – totally. Not just insulin, which, you know, should always be brought on the airplane with you because of cabin pressure and mm-hmm. so many different things that can – I mean, this might be fake news, but I think it's not temperature controlled below. Like, have you ever felt your suitcase right when it comes out of the airplane? Sometimes it's freezing. Sometimes it's really hot. I'm, like, right. it, really concerned been, about that. Yeah. Um, totally. And so, also, something I didn't realize until a few years ago um, is that – you can ask to pre-board if you're carrying medical supplies. So, I do. I pre-board. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm always neurotic. like, I have diabetes. And it doesn't really make sense, but, like, no one questions that shit. I do it and to ensure I have overhead bin space. Ex- exactly, because they will make you check it even if you got through security. So I think that's just, like, a bigger point of, like, ask for what you need. Like, don't be embarrassed. Don't feel like you're burdening people, whether it's, you know, a flight attendant who's boarding the plane. Say, like, I have to board early because A, B, and C. If you get to a hotel and you don't have a mini fridge, many hotels will, not mini, M-I-N-I, M-A-N-A. <laughs> many. Ho- many, Texans can't say anything. Many hotels stop. will have a place, um, if you ask, that maybe they'll allow you to store it or they can bring you a fridge, but they only do it if you ask, right? And So I think you have to make yourself as comfortable, if not more comfortable, than than you need to be. And it's, it's okay to ask if you're with friends and they want to go to like, you know, I found, you know, this certain restaurant that I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what in the world I'm going to eat here. Like, say something. And people who are traveling with you love you enough to, like, get on a plane with you. They want you to feel comfortable and happy. So whether it's a stranger or friends that you're traveling with who just may not get it, like, ask for what you need. I think that's, like, a huge, hugely important lesson that I didn't learn until after I studied abroad. Um as well and was kind of like just physically uncomfortable and nervous for like four months definitely that just like fuck what other people like if you're worried they're going to judge you they probably won't and if they do they're terrible so like very true and honestly take care of yourself 
the biggest thing is you're always going to be your biggest advocate. You can't rely on other people to read your mind or to, you know, just know what to do or even to help you even, you know, if you're, everyone's got their own, their own battle to bear. And I'm not saying don't reach out to others for help because obviously that's what this podcast is about and community and, you know, feeling safe and feeling like you are not alone because 100% agreed on that. But that doesn't mean that you can't advocate for yourself and that you shouldn't because if you no one knows your body like you know your body no one knows what you need like you know what you need so I think actually this is like bizarre situation that comes to mind when I went to Memphis solo which was really fun shout out to Brendan Snyder for showing me around you rock don't ever change um shout out to the state of Tennessee sort of maybe Memphis Nashville cool I don't know what else is going on there uh Alex Winter Vanderbilt for those of you that didn't know she's she's partial to it um but I had a I boarded early because I had trouble before fitting my my carry-on in the overhead because i didn't check a bag because I was only going for like three days and I boarded early and it was like a really old school jet and I had to like kind of shove my bag in there and the flight attendant one of them was like oh you're gonna have to check this and I was like nah -uh. -uh. I will I will not do so like this fit on the way down here it'll fit on the way here on the way back so then I had this other really nice flight attendant come up to me and I was like I'm sorry I'm just you know I'm diabetic and I get anxious about leaving my supplies like blah blah blah. she goes oh my god I'm type one and I was like what amazing um, so shout out to you, Brie, for helping me shove that suitcase in. That. Where there's a will, there's a way. Tr- th- that's what I'm saying. Like, if it is within regulations, then you should not be flying on a plane that is small enough that you're going to make totally. a little check. Although bag. I did, um, I almost got kicked off a plane, a plane once coming home from, from school um, because my bag was not in regulation. Let's be clear. Um, it was, <laughs> I don't even know how I got through security, but I had all of these supplies <laughs> in it and... I don't know why I was coming home for Thanksgiving to my parents' house for like a week, which like they still have backup pump supplies. So it made no sense. I had a ton of supplies in a non-carry-on suitcase and I just like lost it when they told me I needed to check it. Do not do that. Um, and they're like, ma'am, we're <laughs> going to have to ask you to get off the plane. And oh it was just God. so mortifying. Everyone's just like staring at me and I was like, fine. And I just like grabbed all my supplies and like put them in my backpack and it was honestly not a big deal. And I, my overreaction was mortifying, but then my, at the same time, my, oh, oh yeah, it was, it was pretty legendary. My dad was obviously pissed when I told him as like dads of only daughters get when someone threatens them. Um, <laughs> and he wrote a letter to the airline and I got a free flight. Oh my God. And I love how you're like, <laughs> I was in the wrong. This was not regulation. I was in the wrong, but, um, you know, you know, that diabetes card is real. You live, pull it, you learn. Pull it out. Well, also that panic is real. And for me, it is real. Even if it's irrational, it's real for you. And yeah, like it's terrible. And like the thought that no one else gets it is like a really scary one. So shout out to Brie, my flight attendant, who truly understood. Who truly gets it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was flying. I'm pretty sure I told the story on season one, episode eight, but I was studying abroad. I brought a normal size carry. It was probably the same carry on I'm talking about now. But European regulations are a little bit different, but it was yeah. it still fit in on the way there was is the moral of the story. And I was fly I went to Copenhagen and when I Wait, flew is that out, where you studied abroad? 
No, I study abroad. Oh, I was going to say, that's where I studied abroad. Oh, cool. That's really weird if Beautiful we place. Do you have any, uh, any listeners in Copenhagen? Give us a shout. Beautiful. Your I went or, to a JDRF a, meeting there once. The that's whole thing was dope. not in English, though. But I met some really nice people. Also, for the record, I know Copenhagen is not a country. I'm saying I love the country that Copenhagen is within. Anyways, <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that because as soon as I said that, I was like, that sounds like I think Copenhagen Geography. is a country. Um, S-O-S. But I, they made me check my bag and it, they were not, uh, they did not budge on that. So I ended up just like shoving as much stuff as I could into my backpack. Um, but I was scarred from that. Like I thought, cause I was just diagnosed six months before and it was just like a snowball series of events that I was like. I had a really bad sinus infection, so my sugars were, like, all over the place, and I was flying, and I was with a whole bunch of people I really didn't know that well yet, and in this new place where I could not understand anything um, on the signs or anything like that, because that language is not phonetic, let me tell you, so (laughs) it's it was just a series of unfortunate events. Luckily, I ended up being okay. But I was just, like, hysterically crying because they were screaming at me, and I didn't know what was going on, and I... It was just like I kept I finally calmed down, but like it was a cold play song. I was like tears streamed down my face and I am going through security and this I guess they they had a man patting me down, which was like a whole different situation in itself. And he was honestly one of the most beautiful Danish men I've ever seen. I mean, every person in Denmark is You're not wrong. Um really babe. I've never felt shorter and frizzier and more oh my god stop your in my beauty life. and your grace thank um, you but i'm like anytime stop we're moving on um you are five you are pretty petite um anyways so i'm like sobbing and i'm trying to tell him like um <laughs> that i have a pump on and that like try not to knock it off because like i had never had a man pat me down before i didn't know if i was getting manhandled i had no idea what was going on um and he's like looking at me and I'm like sobbing and he's like did I hurt you are you okay oh my god that's so awkward and I was like I'm so sorry it's not you it's Norwegian air they yelled at me (laughs) it was so bad and he's like looking at me like it's okay it's okay I'm like oh my god I need to get out of here I made it back but I learned so many lessons on that trip like trust no hoe and do what you gotta gotta do. do recently I, I forgot where I was going and I like I'm always prepared I have like if I'm going to be flying through lunch and dinner like I will have like lunch and dinner in my backpack like I do not assume that there will be food at the airport um so I had this like beautiful meal and uh, for some reason it didn't pass the test like, like they wouldn't let it through and I'm just like so upset crying obviously like default tears um my eyes were were watering. No, I was sobbing. And this really <laughs> nice TSA agent was like, "What happened?" And I was like, "I took my food." Is that? She's like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "I, I like, I don't know, salad." She literally salad? leaves. T- I don't know. It was like a moment of panic. She leaves her post at the at the gate, goes out of the gate, like back to the front, gets me a salad and bought it with her personal money. I don't remember her name, but, like, if there's any way, she's not listening. But, like, (laughs) I never felt like I could properly thank her. But, yeah, it was literally the nicest thing anyone's ever done. I was like, I have diabetes. And she was like, girl, I got you. And she went and bought me dinner. 
Oh my god. One yeah. time I had uh, someone be like, I have type 2 diabetes. And, and I was you're like, like, don't. I was like, okay. She's like, I know what you need. I'm like, no, you don't. No, oh my god. No, 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 oh, honey. God. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, um, no, no. Yeah, so I try, I'm a very, um, I try to keep my cool as much as I can and realize that people are just doing their jobs, but I will be the first one to tell you and admit, I do have a little bit of a temper when I'm scared for my well-being. Oh, I asked my boyfriend, my most common travel companion, like, sometimes he used to, like, try to help, and now I think he just kind of, like, I know I need to step away now because she is, her head's going to start spinning. Yeah. But it's, like, but he gets, like, like, you know, when you're scared, like... That's a very natural reaction response. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, it's adrenaline. It's like fight or flight. For sure. It's not like I black out and start like mauling people. I just get, you know, like really upset. But, um, I, I hope this episode has, uh, has brought some some clarity and, you know, even though we're telling horror stories, they're, they're par for the course, and they're really not and you as... you learn from them. Yeah, they're not as uh, common as you think, or maybe they are as common as you think, but that's why we're telling them so you can learn totally. from them. We've never... And can I just, like, say a couple other things, like, oh, very short, do. like, blurbs? Yeah. Okay, so just a couple... I'm gonna... I think Emily told you I wrote this thing. Maybe, like, we should post it on, on the site, but... um Just a couple other points, like, in line with being prepared, that's, you know, great. Have your insulin, have your snacks, have whatever. But, I mean, the other preparation, like, something I do is for every city I go to, I do, like, a ton of research, um, particularly around restaurants. And, like, um, you know, I love to eat, and I want to eat at, like, the best restaurants in every city I go to. But, like, we all know sometimes, like, the best restaurants or, like, the best food may or may not work for for us. Um So I think, you know, I spend hours and hours on, like, Eater and New York Times and, like, reading about restaurants and finding places that it's, like, this is going to be dope, but, like, I know I'm not going to feel, like, anxious. Like, if I eat this, am I going to, like, freak out? Or, like, you know, the other side of that is, like, is, you know, eat that amazing food from that country that they're known for, but maybe your blood sugar is going to be a little high. And, be like, let's be clear, I'm not a medical professional, Emily. I know this is like Miriam's line. We're not medical professionals, but um, I mean, that leads to to my next point is like, I used to be super uptight, anxious, nervous, which is, as you've heard this whole episode, we'll say a thousand times, is natural. It's it's a scary thing. But I think, um, you know, when you're traveling with diabetes, um, to the extent you can be careful while still being flexible, um, just to kind of mitigate some of that anxiety and stress and know that maybe for a couple of days you're going to have jet lag and your blood sugar is going to be off and just kind of accepting some of that shit beforehand, I think really has helped me to a enjoy myself, but be kind of like nip it though. You get in that loop where you like can't calm down and your blood sugar won't calm down either. Um, but you know, I think there's also ways when you travel to, um, stick to your routine as best as you can. Like if you're someone who every morning has coffee and like reads a book, like do that. If you have just time, do it in Paris, <laughs> do it in Paris, and it's going to be way better than wherever else isn't Paris. Or like, you know, I work out in the mornings. I research before. Are there gyms? Are there parks I can go run? I always travel with a jump rope because like you can do that shit anywhere. Um, <laughs> oh, I, that's amazing. I did not jump rope in like a hotel stairwell, you know. And so just find like if that's something that here. brings you comfort, and then like find little ways to do it. You just have to plan for it. But it all goes back, I think, to 
to, you know, some balance of being super prepared, not forcing yourself to do anything that makes you uncomfortable just because like you think you're supposed to, but, you know, being flexible and trying to, trying to stay calm, which sound like, you know, totally opposites, but I think where you can make those things intersect is where you're going to have like the best, best time and, um, enjoy your adventure the most. Retweet to all of that. And if you are not a big planner or you're a person that you feel like this doesn't apply to you, uh, maybe not all of it applies to you, but I can say that you will never regret bringing that extra juice box because that juice box really isn't going to go bad. And if it does, it's going to be a long time from now. And if you're that low, you'll still drink it. So you will still think of drink it, it as an, uh, an investment and think of all of this as an investment in your peace of mind. And I can't stress this enough. Like if you're worried about cuisine, if you're worried about time change, if you're worried about temperature, all these things, research it. Knowledge is the best way to assuage Mm -hmm. any fears. And I'm not saying go batshit crazy and spend like nonstop time on, you know, on the phone or whatever, trying to figure stuff out. But have a go-to meal that you know the carbs for, mm-hmm. like once a day if you're really worried or something like that. Or do what I do and play it fast and loose for however long you're away, if it's like only three days, and just guess, but be on top of it. Check your blood sugar yep. a lot more frequently. That's all um, you can do. Do the best you can and just be aware of your body and what's around you. And have, have fun. Have, yeah, have a good time. Oh my You're god, traveling. we're so fun, Em. We're so fun. We're, we're such just, fun girls. We're literally so fun that I just a probably had a stroke trying to say literally and b <laughs> finished your sentence. Wow. Um, we're so in sync, and I mean that in like very Justin Timberlake kind of way. Wait, I don't get that reference. Oh, in sync. Oh my god. I'm gonna <laughs> see myself out now. Um, I've clearly peaked. <laughs> So <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, does he have a song called In Sync? But now I'm ashamed because I'm I, dead. It's okay. I know, I know. We should cut so this part out. For oh my god, no! I'm keeping this in. Everyone needs to hear this. Um, we can talk later. Just kidding. Love you. So for our New York City-based pals who want to be a part of the YLC, which is how I met lovely Alex, who is our vice president of the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation Young Leadership committee question mark i should really yes. know what that stands for committee um, committee please committee join us elders yes well we are not elders uh <laughs> please join us this thursday at raise new york city for our ylc happy hour um alex yes. and i will be there and if you are trying to be involved at all in jdrf and are considering the YLC community, then we would love to pick your brain and have you join us. Otherwise, join us at our for our walk team, which is also, this is specifically to New York, so I know we have a lot of Australian listeners, so I'm sorry to all of you listening. <laughs> this is not applicable. Um, but please join us for that on September 30th as well. You can sign up for our team. There'll be a link um, really on all of our social media. But... Thanks again, Alex. You are a true gem. Thank you for having me. You'll be back for another episode soon. I will be back. And we're very excited about that. So follow Alex on Instagram at if you want more of her amazingness and to see how really she is only like five feet tall. I'm not kidding. Um, (laughs) I can't even say it right now. It's real. It's real. Uh, This is real. This is me and you. It's BBY underscore AL, right? 
That's right, baby um, owl. Don't wear it out. Um, yeah. And then follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals on Facebook at pancreas pals PP. We'll be coming at you every Sunday for a new episode while season four lasts, which we are in peak season four right now. So stay tuned. Plenty of exciting, cool, interesting people to come as well as many fun co-hosts. So thanks again, Alex, and I'll stop talking. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.